It's 723 on a uh, Wednesday morning. Joining us now in our studios, Northfield City Administrator Ben Martig. Good morning, Ben. Good morning, Jeff. Last night you had a uh, city council had a work session planned uh, with no uh, action items taken, but you did get quite a bit of uh, information and uh, quite a, it was quite an interesting meeting. Let's start off with the Riverfront Enhancement Action Plan and also the update on the Bridge Square improvements and their kind of... Uh, linked together, start off with the uh, Riverfront Enhancement Action Plan. Tell us what was discussed last night. Yes, we gave a progress report on all of the activity related to the uh, Riverfront Action Plan, and I think pretty clearly we have a lot of organizational resources and effort going towards trying to really maximize our, our river as an economic development tool for us. And we kind of gave an update on some of those. Certainly in a minute we'll talk about Bridge Square improvements and working towards approving a concept plan on that one. But bigger picture, I guess, first of all, the we're really a unique community to have so much public property along the river. So we have a series of parks, and certainly that's a strategic asset for us. We've been working towards a application for a greater Minnesota designation as a regional park for the Cannon River uh, area through Northfield, and we are planning on submitting uh, application in July, and there's been a lot of work going on related to filling out that paperwork, and the primary benefit that would do for us would be opening, opening us up to grant opportunities through another state fund uh, related to regional parks in greater Minnesota. So. That's and, and that's something that really is significant. I mean, there, we're not talking probably a small amount of money. This could really go a long way. Oh, absolutely. And we know the list is pretty long on maintenance items on some of our parks, as well as trying to do these enhancements. If we can leverage some state dollars and uh, even federally, there are federal programs that apply that you get additional ranking points if you're designated even as like a statewide park system. So some of the federal programs too might open us up over time to grant opportunities. So this has been an important one. We've been working with a, a consulting firm, the same ones, uh, Bob and Bruce, who are working with us on the Bridge Square project. And so hopefully we'll go through there. We are going to have to do, you know, we've done some master planning and continue to do that on some of our parks, but they have their own process that we will have to also do for more detailed follow-up application. But this is kind of the preliminary authorization uh, phase that we go through right now. Now, you hope to have this finished up in July next month. Uh, where does it go from there? It must be uh, headed through some type of state agencies, I'm presuming? Yeah, so there is a, um, the, the, uh, the, the parks organization that's set up uh, creates every, every application is kind of reviewed every year diff by a different team of people. So it includes uh, representatives and uh of the organizations. It also includes some others that will sit on that. They'll do a review and then give us feedback on the application and then kind of approve us to move on to a next phase. And so um, part of it is it's uh, important to get good rankings on that. So uh, we've been spending probably six months on again, off again, working with their staff to make sure that we're hitting on the points that they'd be looking for. So hopefully we've built the foundation that we are likely to get uh, a positive review. All right. Let's I would say overall, they're they're really <laughs> excited though. Like about number one, the wild and scenic designation of the Cannon River is a unique asset on a statewide basis, um, but also here in Northfield again, the the fact that we have a, all this public property along the riverfront and some existing parks that 
have the opportunity for improvement on, on there as well. They're really excited about it too. So I think generally they just want to make sure that the categories and the way we're writing it's making sure it's answering the questions, right? So we get okay. the points uh, for those. All right. Let's move on to Bridge Square, which is definitely on the riverfront as well. You talked quite a bit uh, with uh, the design crew uh, uh, designing a new Bridge Square last night and got a presentation from them. What did you find out? Yeah, so the last council formal review was in December of our preliminary draft concept plan. And uh, we did go through uh, uh, some additional stakeholder review uh, since that time uh, to put us back at this point. So the state historic preservation uh, has weighed in on the concept plan, and that is a regulatory authority because we are designated as a historic, that park, Bridge Square, and then the Riverside Parks included in that has a federal designation of historical significance along with the downtown, uh, they provide input and actually have the ability to have requirements put in with that. One of the things that the probably the primary thing on the initial concept plan was the the vacation or the removal of Water Street from an active street that, uh, through that through the between basically 4th Street and uh, Water Street, that connecting segment. Uh, there's the SHPO, the State Historical Society, and our Heritage Preservation was comfortable closing that street and having it more for pedestrians. But they, uh, they're requiring that the uh, street surface or designation or some, some kind of identification that it was there must remain. And so they gave us some, the state gave us some examples of Stillwater and St. Paul where they have done this before. Basically, it's kind of like closing it and creating kind of a pedestrian uh, walking area. So it'll and this is Water Street uh, we're yeah. talking here. Yeah, through okay. Water Street between Bridge Square and then uh, Riverside Park, basically area would be okay. closing that street off, basically raising it to an equal level. But then that way, part of the I think the point was is that the the edge and the definition of the park was important for the historical significance. So keeping that there versus kind of becoming a peninsula where all is connected as one. So they thought that was important. I mean, I think also our other stakeholder groups like defeat days, um, our vintage band festival and others, um, I think saw that as a benefit too to leave some hard surfacing through that area again for things like food trucks and uh, kind of a, a smooth flow through of, of people. So I think, I think it works with the plan, and there are some ways to, um, as we kind of look at that central area, where you can do some color variation related into the concretes to, to still give some of that look that we were looking at with that, um, where the, the area we were calling the green before, basically. Mm -hmm. It's partly green, not all green, I guess, on the new concept plan with that. A lot of the other things uh, pretty, pretty much uh, stay the same, uh, The you know, the fountain and the a memorial or plan to remain with that um we're uh, uh one of the main components long term we'll have to take a look at phasing on it again is to try and really create a universal design for like pedestrian access through that area and you, this is something that's very common in other cities particularly urban environments where instead of having uh, curb drop downs in some of these areas it'd be kind of a flat surface or maybe a rollover curb type of a situation um and where you also um, maybe create some pavement uh, color changes and things with that so that it really creates this pedestrian atmosphere um, where people can kind of cross and come and go and also from an accessibility standpoint really be accessible to all people. We think that will also be conducive to these special events that we hold uh, in those areas too to make it even more enjoyable for some people. So, uh, you know, overall I would say there were some refinements to it. Uh, I think there was a lot of uh, engagement with 
particular user groups that are heavy users of that area, which I think we received a lot of positive feedback from that. So as our consultants reported back, really no no issues identified from any of our groups related to um, moving forward with the concept plan, which we'd have scheduled next week for approval um, to kind of put put this uh, concept to, de- uh, to bed. Now, the uh, Water Street, uh, just in that little segment right by Bridge Square between the post office and, you know, by all means, graphics, uh, that's going to be closed off. Is that going to be the only road there that's closed off? Will we still be able to get to the 4th Street Bridge? Will we be able to drive the, the Woonerf to the post office? Or? <laughs> yes, those those two uh, segments still stay open. 4th okay. Street still stays open. The uh, Water Street, which I guess kind of blends into Bridge Square Street, which is right in front of the Historical Society uh, and other right along in there, will still be open and still function similarly on special events where that particular segment uh, closes on certain special events like the Riverwalk Market Fair. Um, we'll still be able to close down uh, with that. And we've got layouts in there that show the you know how the defeat days is currently set up and could virtually stay the same with mm-hmm. maybe some very minor uh, shifting of some of the vendors with that and so pretty similar functionality with the exception of that closure of the water street segment which okay. the last couple of summers including this one that's pretty much what we've been doing in uh, seasonally with that. yeah and if you do something with that other than barricades and bare concrete i think it's going to be an improvement <laughs> the only way is up from here <laughs> now now let's get into a, a little more specifics about um the uh, the water street uh, in front of uh, the Ameriprise building in front of the liquor store. That parking lot there, will that remain a parking lot well, as we know it? I mean, this has, I don't know, maybe 75 parking spaces in there. Are they going to be retained? Are they lost in the design process? What, what's going to happen there? The plan would be uh, to add a, uh, in addition to the pedestrian walkway that's there right now, the plan would be to add a bicycle trail that would be separated from the pedestrian walk. So into that kind of parking area or close to it, we'd have a uh, bike trail connecting point uh, through there. And then the uh, eventually, I would say, and that the parking that's along the river there would either be removed or you might be able to fit in some parallel parking, maybe rather than uh, the the, uh, the drive-in hmm. kind of style that's there right now. Now we're going to have to be talking phasing because the other component of this is the construction, there's a lot of interest on things like, well, what kind of benches are you going to have? And what's the lighting going to be like? And how, what about the landscaping? Those are all components of a future phase. So the plan would be is uh, 2023 would kind of be a planning year if all works out well. And then construction in 2024. Um, and then really this, we'd see this tying in with our redevelopment project down there on Fifth and Water with the liquor store project and uh, and others that we're looking at down there. So we'd see potentially those two projects happening under a similar time schedule and maybe so the disruptions at a similar time. And we can also then design the two together because I think with, with that redevelopment is an opportunity, I would say, for parking. Um, so we that parking parking is important to the downtown and there are cars there for a reason because there's workers, primarily workers in that section um, during the weekdays that are parking there to, to go to work. Um, we also potentially have some visitors. We'll need to find somewhere to help replace some of that parking, and that can maybe be integrated in with our redevelopment project. And maybe there's some other district-wide parking planning that we are looking at doing in the downtown area um, because we know that's still important for bringing visitors and use of that. But we think the 
that particular long term, I think we believe along the river there by enhancing the river experiences of where people want to be. If we can find somewhere else for those cars to go, that's really prime real estate we'd like to see with something different. Fair enough. Let's move on. Uh, the comprehensive financial report for the, uh, the 21 fiscal year was presented last night. Anything there of interest that we haven't talked about before? Uh, generally, when we have our independent audit that's done, where they go through our finances, uh, no news is good news, I guess, <laughs> generally related to the audit reporting, and I would say that's the case. Um, pretty much what was expected for our finances, we got a clean bill of health. Um, we we're going to be submitting for an award for financial reporting, again, related to that. Um, overall, our, our general fund balances uh, were to the positive, so our main operations uh, were to the good primarily driven by the uh, federal AARP uh, funds. We were a little over on expenses, but significantly over on revenues related to um, some of those dollars we got in as well as some of the COVID-related things. Um, And then, uh, you know, we we went through some of our our special funds. Um, You know, our, our water fund we took a look at as particularly healthy if you just clearly look at the if you just look at the cash but we're acquiring two pieces of property this year um, one for a water tower on the site for the northwest side of town and then a water plant location over on the east side of town and then we also know there's a pretty major water plant uh, project that we're looking at with that side note on that project too is it's about a 30 million dollar price tag and we did we did kind of make it past some initial federal um, stages of uh, grant dollars for that, where it could be up to 75% uh, grant we could get for that potential project. Now, it's probably a bit wishful thinking that'd be on the high end, but that would certainly help, I think, on mm-hmm. the cost of of that. But we, we know back on the audit report that the that cash will be used up with some of the capital projects that we've got. So we've been doing uh, rate studies for that over the past five years for that and the wastewater fund. Um, we are looking at about $8 million worth of projects on the sewer fund um, over the next five years, um, which uh, we also have kind of built in in our rate analysis that uh, we've had fairly, been fortunate to have fairly um, minor increases related to that. So overall, uh, financial health is good. Um, Speaking of redevelopment in our liquor fund, uh, we did continue to have a little uh, profit on our liquor store that we've been kind of setting aside some extra cash, knowing that it's going to be going to reinvest in our facilities to better serve our customer customers at the liquor store. So uh, we do have some cash in that fund that we're planning on using for the construction project. So overall, I think it's just uh, a positive on the um, audit review, kind of our Performance measures comparatively to other cities, again, probably similar types of information on that, that our tax rate, our average tax rate in comparison to cities that are kind of grouped a little bigger than us and that are smaller than us, we are above the average on our total tax city tax rate. With that, and again, our total taxes per capita, um, we're actually under every all of those that are bigger and smaller than that. And that's the, the tax rates are, again, there's a reflection of spending, so it's partly um, the amount of dollars going out to provide services. But another key one that I think is impacting ours in particular is those that are payers, the total valuation that we have potentially commercial, particularly commercial and industrial tax base. We're quite a bit lower, so that really is what drives up our, our higher tax rate in Northfield. But it's something we need to continue to pay attention to as we look at both cost side of uh, providing government services from the city as well as trying to do economic development uh, for our community. 
Uh, debt also is uh, below, well below the average on our debt. So again, we do have capacity, even though we have needs in our community for continue to do road work and other projects. When you look comparatively out on our debt to our peers, we are we are quite a bit lower. So um, that could be a good thing, but it also is a is an aging community that's got infrastructure needs. Um, also need to reinvest in yourself uh, as well. So. Uh, overall, I think pretty pretty good finances for, for the city. We have about 60 seconds oh. to uh, review <laughs> the five-year capital equipment plan and capital improvement plan. So uh, what can you summarize on uh, those two? A huge data dump, I guess. On mm-hmm. We've got kind of a full five-year plan uh, in, in the works uh, for both equipment needs and, and capital. This is about a month ahead of schedule from where we typically would be on a budget process. We intentionally wanted to get a jump start on that. We'll be coming back, though, um, in greater detail. One of the areas we're continuing to focus on is our street projects, um, in particular pedestrian, trying to anticipate pedestrian biking needs and uh, how, how we integrate those into our into our uh, street projects. And we've hired um, a consultant that kind of specializes in uh, in, in, in that kind of work. So that's underway. It's not ready yet though. So we're going to come back in October with more of that information. A lot of the things on our capital and equipment needs are used with either cash or, um, debt, uh, on the bigger ticket items. And so from a budgeting standpoint, they're not as critical, but we got some initial feedback, uh, from the council on projects and, uh, we'll have more to come on budget and capital as we, uh, as we move ahead, uh, full steam ahead in July, I guess, on budget. So um, All right. does, it feels like you just get a breath uh, and then you're back into budgeting again. So <laughs> It never stops. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Ben, thank you so much for coming in. Much appreciated. Good stuff. And we'll talk to you again uh, next week. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Ben Martin, Northfield's city administrator. You're listening to 95.1 FM and AM 1080.